Hello and welcome to Sono Podcast No Sodome, where I am definitely not holding my family at gunpoint to watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure with me. I'm Vane Tazetta, and we just finished part one. I am Russell Cooper, and I also finished part one. I'm Herb, and I finished episodes seven, eight, and nine of part one, which are the last episodes of part one. That that is. We're really good at this, you guys. Yeah, I know. Um, I. I have to say something at the outset mm-hmm. first. I'm not very hungry. I'll have only half a Zeppeli. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we had a little bit of a lull in our last episode. Um, and then we took a week off. So we had to remember uh, all of the nothing that happened. Um, but we're back, baby, and um, the rest in pieces, the real one, Jonathan Joestar. Uh, let me know your thoughts, boys. Ah, uh, man, Dad, you go first. Well, oh, no, I mean, there was, as you said, there was a lot there, there was a lot that happened. Um, you know, I'm just, you know, astounded by, you know, somebody who basically you know, lived for about 20, 30 minutes after being cut in half, um, talking at great and extended length about his own death. It was, uh, it was, it was quite impressive. Yeah, it was an entire monologue, uh, which I find just delightful. You say that, but Dio was ahead for much longer. <laughs> but he's a vampire. Zeppeli's a human man. Yes, I know, much. but he trained in Tibet. Mm-hmm. He was trained by Tom Petty himself. Weren't we yeah, all? <laughs> supposedly the humming energy doesn't work if you're not breathing, and I'm not sure how after you've been cut in half you can breathe, let alone talk. And then um, he gave all of his humming to uh, JoJo, right. and then he was still talking. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I gave you all my life energy, but wait, I left a little bit just for this monologue. Just enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I'm having that same rewatch experience where I'm just noticing um, lots of little things that, like, I'm liking. Um, like how um, Baron Zeppeli sent a letter to uh, Dyer and Strizo, uh, which, sub- which reached Tibet very quickly. I don't know how efficient the post office was in the 1800s, but I don't know it was that good. They definitely didn't have airplanes yet. He, he met Jojo like a week ago, but... That's a point, because even if he had sent a letter to them a long time ago to help him, because he's been on this quest a long time, how he would have had to know, they would have had to know where to find him. Yeah, the exact town that Dio would be in. I mean, maybe Haman Energy helps you be a good tracker of other people with Haman Energy. I mean, they don't cover all these things, but you could go on at length. You could probably write a whole book about, you know, sort of extrapolating from this and saying, you know, how all of this works. I did take a couple notes, not as, like, a bit like Russell, but just to remind me of things that I wanted to say. Um, the fashion in JoJo is an entire subject, and it's always a little thing. And I think I commented on his uh, outfit in an earlier episode, but I really have to give a shout-out to JoJo's uh, fun little crop top and his very tiny little backpack where he keeps his applesauce. <laughs> I just, I, I think that's what men dressed like in the 1800s. I know, yeah, crop tops were really big back then, and then they went away for a while for men, and now they're back. And I think after he got Zeppeli's powers, it's like something happened to his shirt, at least for a period of there. So. <laughs> yeah, his shirt did disappear and then did come back later. Yeah, don't worry about it. 
Yeah. He had another one in his little backpack. Yes, and he put it on without us noticing. Um, the other joke that I made was um, I, it would have been really funny if when uh, he cut Dio in half with the sword, if it just made him into two Dios. Yeah, I thought of the same thing. I was like saying, no, you like never cut a monster in half because you just know they'll end up being two of them. And also, also, oh, no, you go, you go. I was just going to say, you know, everybody knows that um, really common vampire lore um, about shooting laser beams from their eyes that every vampire does. Right, and the ice powers. Mm-hmm. So I would like to point out that they made a point to say that they needed to destroy the mask before they could destroy Dio, and then they don't actually show <laughs> them destroying the mask until long after Dio has been what we believe to be killed. Yeah. And even after they destroy the mask, he's not killed, so... I'd like to think a generous read on that is more like... We have to stop Dio by not letting him make vampires with the mask. But he wasn't making vampires with the mask. He was making zombies with his hands. So who knows? Yes, he was tickling their carotid arteries. Yes, I, <laughs> yes, that's such a good moment. Um, I'd, I'd like to call it uh, homoerotic, but it's not. But it is. Um, you know, just guys being dudes, just fingering each other's veins. Yes, of course. Um, yeah, well, you know, it, it kind of, it all depends what you're into, you know. I mean, homoerotic is what you make of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> homoerotic is what you make of it. That's my life motto. More like, more like homo carotid. <laughs> <laughs> that is extremely good. I'd like to, no, I mean, I don't know if it's too early here, but I'd kind of like to hear, uh, you know, if Russell has notes. I got a lot of notes. I'm glad to hear it. And, you know, I don't think, I've been thinking, I don't think it's particularly entertaining for me to just read words and words and words. No, so if there's anything, if there's anything you want to unpack and you hear me say it. Yeah, just, no, they're good conversation prompts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we absolutely jump in. We're not sure. Okay, so I don't think overdrive means what they think it means. I, I, I like, um, just in general, the, the enemies did it too. Just making up fancy names for your techniques on the fly that you've just completely just come up with. Um, I don't think, at least in this translation, they used it. Uh, but in the manga, Dio's laser eyes were in fact called his, uh, quote, space ripper stingy eyes, which I think is uh, just such a good name. I love it. Oh, absolutely. Um... And, and by the way, to the audience, pardon the fact that multiple of us are just sniffly. That's just how we were born. Uh, sorry. Uh, but, and I, you know, I was waiting to see if they would have anything close to my Bachman-Turner overdrive, but I don't know if they ever did. Did they ever get that close? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, but, oh, yes. Um, we, we did have a couple names. None of the, uh, well, Tom, Tom Petty was changed but Dyer and Stryzo were named after the band Dire Straits um, and named a villain who was on screen for two minutes, Doobie, uh, who, when he came on the screen, Dad did ac accurately ask, does he have a brother? Um, because he was named for the Doobie Brothers. Uh, yeah, I could have called that one. So, okay, my next, my next note is Zeppeli gets ripped in half without doing the Destiny thing, which... Actually is not true. He does end up doing the Destiny thing, but there's a little bit of time before I realized that. Mm -hmm. um, and then Dio says that uh, Jojo has the poor taste to be alive. 
which I liked. And now this one is interesting. This one, um, probably not a lot to talk about, but I just wrote fucking Zeppeli, which I think was when he was alive, just the top half. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd like to also think it means fucking Zeppeli, uh, which is what Speedwagon is um, going to live in regret that he never got the <laughs> chance to do. Um, yeah. Uh, and by, by the way, just I also kind of we don't really see what happens to his bottom half, which I'm always interested in. But that's another story. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, Speed. You, do you, do we think that Speedwagon <laughs> kept it? Well, he has the hat, so who knows what else he has? <laughs> yeah, media doesn't show us enough of what happens to people's dicks after they get cut in half, and I think uh, we should change that. So my next one is: Is the screaming different in English? And actually, Vane, you might know the answer to that. Uh, by screaming, do you just mean people's sound effects? Yeah, like like when Dio goes like. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, I have not watched the English dub in full. I don't know what Dio's very iconic uh, noise sounds like in it, but I should go listen because I am curious. Um, and something about the uh, the muda, muda, muda does not uh, flow off the tongue quite so well in English. Um, Is that the, when he says useless? In the translation? Yeah, that's pretty much his catchphrase. Yeah, yeah, he says it a lot, I noticed. What a bad catchphrase. (laughs) Hey, hey, he never claimed to be a creative man. Zeppeli's power took JoJo's shirt off. (laughs) Once again. Which we have already discussed. This This is a show made for the gays. This one, I don't actually remember the context, because it was like about an hour ago that I wrote it. Mm -hmm. He spit his teeth into his face. I don't remember quite either who did that when. Now, that wasn't the the thing where where Dyer spits the rose. You weren't really... No, that that didn't happen yet. That didn't happen yet. Yeah, I don't remember that specifically, but I wouldn't say it didn't happen. Yeah, I remember the image. I don't remember who did the spitting... um, if they were good or bad or who received the teeth. There's a lot of attacks which, you know, you can't quite figure out what's going on. You'd have to sort of go back and look and say, wait, what just happened? What'd he do? Right. And then, so, uh, Zeppeli's very long monologue where he's just half a body, or I guess two halves of a body, and we're really all (laughs) two halves of a body if you think about it. (laughs) Yeah, if you really think about it. So he said that he, he was talking about how so the note specifically says, left his family to pursue the mask and never regretted it. So he's talking about how he just like completely gave up like his his loving family to to pursue the mask and that it's okay because now he has Jonathan and Jonathan is his son now. Yeah, this this man you've known for a week uh, is your best friend and son. Um, that's a very loaded uh, thing that I don't know if we have time to unpack. It's hard to tell the amount of time. I mean, remember, you know, there was a whole training period, and we don't really know how long that went. You're right. I th- I think I did. It, I think it was around that long, but um, whatchamacallit. What I want to know is where Dio's funny little man-faced kitties came from. Did he make those? Uh, I love them so how much. How and why did he make them? Um, and why didn't we see more of yes, them? Yes, I wish they could have... Uh, 
it's like one of them talked and he like killed it and we were done. Yeah, I was trying to figure out if he was Jack the Ripper or not. I don't think he was. I think he just looked similar, but I'd love to think he was Jack the Ripper. Their haircuts look like every small town police officer. (laughs) Oh, and then also they made up an author to make up a quote. And the author's name was William Makepeace Thackeray. That was a real author that actually existed. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, come on. If they made him up uh, for the show, his name would be fucking, um, I don't know, John Lennon. In fact, it's kind of surprised that they that they chose a poet instead mm-hmm. of a musician. Right. I, I guess thought, they want someone from the time. I thought that their middle name being Makepeace was like an homage to the Beatles in some way. But if you say that that's actually a real person who actually existed, why did they bring it up in this one? Um, and also I think their, well, we were looking at the subtitles, but I think their translation to English from the translation to Japanese was not, might have not been correct, but I'd have to look up the quote. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've watched now uh, this show on a couple different streaming services, and, you know, the translations are all, like, subtly, well, sometimes not so subtly different, but they're all, like, a little bit different. And now that I'm, like, learning very rudimentary Japanese, watching anime with subtitles has become very difficult for me now, uh, because I hear one sentence and I see another, and I'm like, mm, okay. I have a note for that one. Mm. Dio says audibly, by Mademoiselle, but subtitles say au revoir, Mademoiselle. And Ours didn't. Ours I was said bye. Wa- I was watching on Netflix this time. Oh. That's why. I warned you, Netflix's translation is really off. I mean, but that one, where he, you literally hear Dio say, bye, and it's a, and the, like, yes. Yeah, during during their fight in the mansion, uh, his very iconic "Goodbye, Jojo." They translated that to like something completely different too, which is the point. I stopped watching it on Netflix because I was like, "You can't just mm. you can't just okay, do that." Okay, well, that's my bad. I got a different uh, situation, or I got a different uh, <laughs> show than you guys this time. You you got a much more British version, I think. It was aggressively British. They were saying old English words that, like, I didn't know what they were. But it's the visuals that are really most important. I mean, you just got to look at the thing, and that's all you need. Right. So also, how did Dio get that castle? Uh, he he saw it, and he was like, well, this is my castle now, and probably killed whoever owned it and whoever was in it. You're so logical. All right, you want me to keep going? Please. Yeah. Okay. Formal announcement of his hatred for Dio. Um, <laughs> yes, that's true. I, I mean, I was kind of surprised that he, like, had such a warm spot for Dio. I mean, I know they did grow up together and, like, they were palling around, you know, for a while. But, you know, I don't know if I'd ever be able to get over his, like, killing my dog, you know. He did kill your dog, dude, is the thing about that. Um, you were embracing his head in death, but he did kill your dog, dude. Jonathan, like, makes a whole point to be, like... I, as a gentleman, must tell you to be honorable that I do hate you. And then he doesn't hate him. Yeah, well, that's why he was just being, you know, formal to say he hated him, but... Sometimes you just have to be a drama queen. Right, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. Okay, wait, what else? Dyer's powers were very cool. The kind of slow motion-y thing. Yes, the his 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 patented slow kick, and then, uh... Yeah, I don't understand that whole thing about the split... 
and the like standing still the, and the like thundercross split attack is one of the um one of the things that became the most uh memed online out of the show the thing that really gets me about it is that he makes a whole point to be like my arms are crossed in front of my torso and i think it's speedwagon who's like how ingenious he's protecting himself while attacking but but yeah while attacking but he's not because he probably has some 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 stuff in between his legs that he doesn't want Dio to hit. Yeah, your nuts are right there, buddy. It's not it's unless he has prepared for that attack by removing whatever was there. He could be a eunuch. We don't know that. We don't know that. <laughs> it's never addressed. So, it could be that he has changed his body to so that he can use that attack effectively, but if not, it seems like a bad plan. Speedwagon's color commentating in general, I think, is, you know, I mean, most, like, you know, shonen fighting animes do have one character off the side saying what's going on, so they, like, make sure the viewer knows what's going on. But Speedwagon's delivery of it is just good because I feel like he doesn't quite understand what's going on. <laughs> and if he doesn't know, we're all doomed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, so... Formal introductions before the fight, where Dio summons all of his zombies, and, um, oh, what's his name? Tan Petty and the other guy whose name I don't remember. They're about to start fighting all of Dio's zombies, and they all introduce themselves to each other. They all say their names. <laughs> yeah, they're all named characters, and then they die immediately, which I think uh, is a writing decision you can make in your writing if you want to. I think that... I, I only remember two of the names because I didn't catch them all, but one of their names was Bonham, like John Bonham, and then the other one was Plant, like Robert Plant. There was also one named Jones. Right, I just, I, I know they're named after people, but I just loved it because they had all these, like, you know, great crazy names, and then it was Jones, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm really afraid of the monster named Jones. <laughs> yeah, I did forget to look uh, those guys' namesakes up in advance um, because I did forget about them because, once again, they are on screen for 30 seconds. Yeah, it's okay. No one cares that much about them. Yeah. Yeah, they're all Led Zeppelin, I think. <laughs> um, Who's but, Jones uh, from Led Zeppelin? Um, I think that... Oh, maybe there wasn't. The, the only other one would be... Um, uh, oh, yeah, I know who he is, but... Um, there, there might have been some someone uh, from Led Zeppelin here. Let me let me Google it because I can't imagine that they would have just brought in a. Uh, yeah, no, I. I can. I can imagine they would have just yeah, brought no, in another Dad, guy. I mean, oh, okay. Maybe maybe I'm thinking of. Uh, oh oh uh, yeah, John Paul Jones, oh. uh, who was with Led Zeppelin. Yeah, okay, I, I thought so. Okay, well, you guys have taught me something. So today. okay, so they just burned. All of the members of Led Zeppelin really quickly. Right. Which I think is um, interesting because I don't remember if I mentioned this, uh, but the author did say he kind of regretted burning uh, Led Zeppelin so early with Zeppeli because it was uh, one of his favorite bands. But I, th I, think, I think it's a great name. Yeah, I mean, in his defense, he probably didn't know how long the show would last. Yes. Or, I mean, I guess how long the, the books would last. Mm -hmm. So And and the the killing of the protagonist at the end of part one was a highly controversial hot topic uh, when it came out because it was, it was just not something you did in shonen manga. 
So, okay. Next note I have is he didn't destroy the mask first, which I re- I remember writing this down as he was slicing through Dio with the pluck sword vertically. Yeah, you mentioned that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And then... And I wonder how, how much he really wanted to say luck, pluck, fuck, but yeah. Oh, so, so badly. It is the fuck sword. So now I have, he just keeps squeezing juices out. Yes. Yeah, that was something I didn't think about, which was uh, that Jonathan voluntarily flexes his neck muscles and expels Dio's uh, vamp juice. I don't think a human body can do that. Much of a br- brick shithouse that he is, I don't think you can do that with your veins. Right, that's the same thing he did with the snake venom. Oh, yeah. Uh, earlier. Yeah, he's... I didn't understand at first, because he squirts juices out of his face, and then there's, like, a couple of seconds where you're just looking <laughs> at his face before anyone says anything. And I'm just... I was like, what the fuck happened? And then Speedwagon says... He squeezed out the snake's venom. Yeah, see, Speedwagon's helpful. He's letting the viewer know what's going on. That's probably his entire purpose for most of the show, but yeah. I will refrain from comment. Now I have, where'd Jojo get that crop top? He was shirtless before, which we've also already discussed. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you commented on this, but like immediately, and you know, it's like, you have to yell at people in these stories. It's like, you don't say that the guy is dead until you not only see him destroyed, but like go down and confirm that there really is nothing left of him and that you also have possession of his head. But Yeah, I feel like um, there probably wasn't a ton of vampire media back then, but you, you do have to destroy the head. That is like a big thing with like immortal characters in general. So I'm going to skip... I'm going to skip this one and come back to it because we're talking about something else already. Mm-hmm. Dio becomes a watch. Elaborate. A wristwatch. He becomes a, a wristwatch. Um. When they're on the boat, he's a wristwatch. He is in a glass jar on a wrist. I mean, I think he might have just been balancing it. I don't, I don't really know that that's practical for them. To have done what that. I really liked was uh, just him hanging by his hair on the ceiling for a long time and just waiting there patiently while uh, Jojo and Erina had their um, their tearful goodbye. He's just like on the ceiling, hanging by his hair from the rafters, just like mm-hmm, yes. Hey, well, look, if he's stuck, there's not really much he can do. He doesn't have any arms. Yeah, I know, but. Ha- <laughs> Mm. Well, I guess he's got those yucky neck tentacles. <laughs> y- yes. You'd think he'd use those more. Like, why couldn't he just walk around on those neck tentacles? I want to talk more about Dio being a watch, because I don't think you guys understand where I'm coming from yet. I mean, I think I do, but go on. He, okay. When he when Dio is in the jar, mm-hmm. you as- we assume that it's, like, full of some sort of fluid to keep him alive, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe. I don't know if I assumed that, but let's go with that. But, like, when you see a head in a jar in media, that is typically, uh... Okay, yeah, okay, sure. So he completely, he shatters a big old hole in the glass with his laser eyes. Mm-hmm. When he tries to take over Jojo's body with the same laser eyes he used to kill things before. And the glass is shattered, and he's just fine, and then he spends a lot of time not in the jar. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, yeah, the, I guess the, you're right. So the question is, even if there weren't fluid, why is he in the jar? Is the jar helping preserve him? And if so, how come he can live outside the jar? It's because he's a watch, and he just it's, he's an accessory that this, I assume, dead body is wearing on his wrist. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know... 
there's a lot of JoJo merch out there. Yeah, th- I I do. Yes, there are there are wristwatches. I don't think there's a Dio one, uh, but hmm. I do know there are watches, and I think they were expensive. What is the um? What is the name of the person who who created this show again? Uh, Hirohiko Iraki. Hirohiko Iraki. If you're listening to this ever, or if you ever hear uh, this soundbite in any form, please have your people make a Dio wristwatch for Just me. Just one with like a a novelty plastic thing of his head to wear. I mean, I'd buy it. Yes, like true to scale from the show. Oh, that would be just, yeah, that would be wonderful. I, w- I would love it. Wear that baby to work. Okay, so now this is chronologically the last one, but then there's one that I'm going to circle back to. Okay. How the fuck is she going to survive in that coffin? Well, she didn't have to oh, survive well, the you know, explosion or survive being at sea. Okay, so I was willing to accept that the coffin would protect her from the explosion. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that was specifically said by Dio that the coffin would protect him against ten explosions of TNT. Uh, did is that what yours said? Because mine said one ton of dynamite. <laughs> oh yeah, whatever. You know, whatever amount. Yeah, basic same idea. So she heard that and so she knew. So that was brilliant. It was kind of like in uh, uh, what happened in uh, in I Am Legend. So okay, fine. I'm accepting that. This piece of this little wooden box is going to protect them from a, 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 an indeterminate amount of dynamite explosions. What I don't understand is the buoyancy. Mm. Oh, you know what? Well, maybe it was designed to be. I mean, it was wood, so wood is buoyant, and maybe it was designed to float in case, for example, it was went overboard. Um, you know, maybe Dio foresaw that the ship would be blown up, and he'd have to be able to survive in the. Coffin. I have really bad news for you guys um, in, you know, a good uh, over a dozen episodes from now that is going to make you very angry just about about the coffin. Oh, but also, I don't know if um, the Netflix translation uh, got it right. Um, did you catch that Erina was also pregnant? Literally, literally not at all. I thought she picked up the baby from from the boat and I assumed that that was going to be. The next JoJo. Yeah, the the Hulu translation didn't do a good job of it either. Um, but uh, the the line was something more like, "And the new life inside of me will hear his tale." So she is pregnant and also has another baby. So, oh, okay. So the child she's pregnant with will be the next JoJo, and the baby that she took from the boat is probably going to be the next Dio. That's a theory you can have. No, I I don't. No, I think that it's going to still be the same Dio. Um, maybe, unless the Dio somehow, like, right before the explosion, possessed the baby. <laughs> so, I mean, that, maybe. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. Um, <laughs> Vane isn't telling us until we see the next, uh, series, so. I know, and it's really hard not to. Yeah, please don't. I want to be surprised, but, okay. Like, I'm, I'm tripping over myself. Here now is my last note that I went around. It's not, I'm, I probably worked it up to be more than it actually is, but it's just something that I found interesting. So Speedwagon, when he's going to the boat to say bye to Jonathan and um, Arena, uh, he's thinking to himself, like, basically, like, oh, I'm so proud of you. If you ever need me, just call me and I'll be there. But he's not saying it to anyone. And so then later, the part where uh, Arena sees the birds on the boat and starts crying, they have a conversation with each other without opening their mouths. They, like... They, like, speak back and forth to each other. 
and and they're not speaking. Uh, they they have telepathy powers now, and we didn't talk about it, and it's fine. Don't worry about it. They do have telepathy. Um, they don't, but they should. Yeah, I noticed that at the end, and I said, you know, he was thinking to himself, and I was saying, I didn't catch the difference between what he was saying to her and what he was thinking, but I wasn't watching the mouths the whole time. So you're saying they weren't moving their mouths at all. I'd like to imagine that Speedwagon did not say a word out loud. A single word. Oh, no. Speedwagon? He did. Speedwagon is talking about how he will always, always be there for Jonathan, and no matter what, he calls him, and he will, I guess, take a boat across the Atlantic Ocean for him, but... Yeah, they're not that next to each other. bothers what, me. What bothers you? He doesn't tell Jonathan at any point. Well, he he can't because Jonathan's on the ship and he's on the shore. Right, so he's late to the boat and then can't tell Jonathan that he'll always be there for him. So Jonathan probably thinks that Speedwagon just doesn't give a shit about him after the whole Dio thing is done. But Speedwagon really is in love with him. Yeah, yeah. and, and Speedwagon is number one uh, himbo supreme for now. I don't know who... So I heard someone's chair creak so loud and I thought it was mine, but I don't think it was. That was mine. I'm so sorry. It's okay. My chair is very squeaky also. You know, ne- some someday we'll have a professional studio to do this all in, but... Oh, absolutely. In the meantime, Russell, we're counting on you to take out all these extra sounds and stuff in the editing. In post. And our very long pauses. Yeah. Um, but um, so just uh, in summation, thoughts on part one as a whole? Um... Do we have any or none? <laughs> I guess I probably should have thought about that before we recorded this podcast. Mm. But if I were to freestyle my thoughts about it off off the top of my head, it was not great. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of think that it was, it almost felt like, and I guess, you know, and I know this was, I don't think this was the case, but it felt like something where... You know, as the episodes were going along, the writer was writing it. So, you know, like if you took the whole story, you know, you would think and like saw the beginning and the end, you'd maybe go back and maybe change a few things to kind of make it more sort of even and cohesive. It's like it's kind of like it had different styles in different places and it was kind of finding its way. Um, But, you know, that's. Just a perception, yeah. but maybe I don't know. I also no. I mean, I would absolutely. I also agree don't with know that. how much creative control the author had, as opposed to whoever was producing the show. Because I know, like, certainly in this country, you know, things go through changes, and all kinds of people put in their opinions and say, "I don't like this. I want to make that." The the manga to anime um, is is pretty accurately um, transcribed. It's 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 pretty one for one, um, save for like a few superfluous scenes cut out. I do think you guys are gonna have a lot more fun with part two. I think you're gonna like the JoJo more. I think you're gonna like the plot more. You might like the villains more. I don't know. Um, I'm looking forward to it. To be honest, yes. <laughs> it has nowhere to go but up. Yeah, exactly. I'm very optimistic. <laughs> So, but yeah, no, my general feeling on it is I don't get what they're going for, and it seems completely unplanned, but I trust you as my brother to not lead me down a path of bad television. So 
I I move forward with faith and optimism that part two will be better. I think of it, I conceptualize it as just a lot of exposition. Yes. It is the the exposition part. Yeah, because this is important as backstory, I guess, because I'm assuming that some of the themes from here will recur later. I mean, that's exactly it, is like people, oh, there are a lot of people who just skip right to part three because um, they hear, you know, whatever, and they just, they're like, I want to get to the stands. And then I think a lot of, like, notes will fall flat for those people because, you know, whatever callbacks were there, they don't really, you know, pick up on. I did not realize that that was a thing people did. Oh, there is discourse online about, like, the order you should watch the parts in. <laughs> and it's like... You'd, you'd think it would be the one that they're... Made in the one that they were written in to be consumed in. Yeah, you would think that, wouldn't you? But um, according to some people, that's not the case. But then you could say, well, you know, look at Star Wars. It's like there's a big debate in what order to view that in. Fair. Well, for that one, I for I know that this is not a Star Wars podcast, so I'll be quick. But there's two the you know, and and I don't think that this parallels JoJo, but I can kind of see maybe how there could be that with Star Wars, the original trilogy, the special effects and camera work are bad, and they improve in the first, like the prequel trilogy, and then in the final trilogy, it's, you know, they're the best. So you can watch it in order of plot, you can watch them in order of increasing CGI, and, you know, I guess maybe JoJo, you could watch it, I don't know. Well, I think the difference is that Star Wars was written non-chronologically. Yes. Like, they did the story and then they did prologue stuff, whereas this is just written in things that happen in sequential order. Right. All right. Well, you know, we've, we've, got, we've got what we've got, but um, we've got optimism and we've got faith in me. <laughs> and, um, and we will, I guess, see everybody on the other side. Yeah. Yes, we will. We will. Um... So this has been Sono Podcast No Sodomy, the fate of that podcast, the perfect family bonding activity. Thank you. Thank you.